G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Let's spend a few minutes reflecting on the life and faith of one of those great Australians who've got such a central place in Australian history, they're honoured on one of our banknotes. If you have a $50 note in your wallet or purse, you'll see the image of David Unipon. He's honoured among our greatest Aboriginal Australians and reflecting today on his life and his legacy and also his faith. I'm grateful to a 2020 listener who pointed out that 2022 is the 150th year since the birth of the great David Unipon. Jason Ayres is an itinerant preacher and scripture teacher and has a deep appreciation for Australian Christian history. Jason, welcome along to 2020. Thanks for having me, Neil. Hi. Jason, I imagine it must be a huge honour to be featured on one of our banknotes and uh, David Unipon on the $50 note. Well, uh, scratching the surface, it's, it's it, his fascinating character. I mean, the fact that he had invented a hand tool for shearing sheep that is still basically used today. I mean, that's like saying, oh, yes, well, around the time of Henry Ford, he invented a, a horseless carriage, the likes of which is still used today with some advances. That's our David Unipon uh, with his uh, shearing uh, tool. I mean, it's amazing. He was, an, he was Australia's first Aboriginal author published. Um, and just, there could, have been, uh, uh, there could have been loads of stories that were just lost to history, uh, oral history. He wrote them all down. He was an inventor, he was an author, and what we'll focus on today too, and we might talk about uh, shearing and how the shearing implement that he invented is largely still used today, but he was also an Indigenous Christian evangelist. Well, this is what something that really struck my heart when I I read the stories of uh, as I would call it, a, a patchwork quilt of stories all over the internet and uh, and very little in print. Certainly never a, uh, a biography of the man I could find anywhere, but the patchwork quilt of stories that I found over the internet and, and could uh, could read uh, was of him uh, being a man who was uh, supported. Now, this is not just the story about a, a superhero. He was a man who was uh, financially and otherwise supported uh, to uh, and encouraged to to bring out um, his love of of languages and philosophy, he could speak Greek, he could speak Latin, and this bounced on to his love of the Bible, not just as a as an academic, but living it out, living it out, and and uh, preaching it, and walking on foot, mind you, as an elderly man as well. I mean, you know, I think about those watches that people wear, telling them, oh, you've got 10,000 steps. This fellow walked from Adelaide into rural South Australia and, and up to Central Australia uh, and preached in towns, what's 
sad, uh, the sad side effect, effect is sometimes he was refused accommodation, this man, but um, just because he was an Aboriginal, they were either naive or racist people. But the thing was, he had a passion to share the gospel, and he, as we used to say in the old days, he was colorblind. He didn't care if you were black, white, or brindle. He went and shared the gospel with anyone who would listen, and under any circumstances, and even under duress, and that inspired him. He is an amazing individual, and as you say, multilingual. And uh, you might say, where did he get this training from? Well, from what I understand, he actually became a servant for a prominent politician in his day, and a devout Christian who, oh. in fact, trained him in these areas. Look, I tell you what, this one, this one pulls on the heartstrings um, because uh, David Yennefin was in uh, uh, was an, a highly intelligent man, but he was in a vulnerable position um, because of, of poverty, basically. Um, but um, there, there was a clip I'd never heard of uh, before scratching around for stories about David Yennefin. There was a group in the 1800s and early 1900s uh, called the Aboriginal Friendship Association. And these were um, prominent wealthy people who, who um, supported charities to, uh, to, to support and uh, uh, look after and uh, not only care for, but sort of um, help the rights of the Indigenous people. And this, this man that he worked for, C.B. Young, not only was he a prominent politician, but um, yes, he, he, he trained David in science and philosophy and languages and encouraged his learning and encouraged him to, uh, to use his God-given talents um, in the best way he could. Let's come back to his inventive nature. You mentioned that he'd patented a hand tool for shearing sheep, the basic structure of that still being used today, but he's known for some other inventions too. Well, I mean, the most, what I call zany, um, but, but certainly fascinating, um, was the uh, a helicopter, what we now call uh, in 2022 a helicopter, uh, based on the, the workings, the machinations um, of a boomerang, of all things. Uh, so uh, the unfortunate thing was he had uh, some other inventions, uh, uh, mechanical ideas. He was somewhat of a, an engineer at heart, um, but he couldn't, he didn't have the funds, and so he couldn't support um, these, other in, uh, these other inventions with patents. Um, so uh, he, he was a fascinating character on, on that side. That's partly why he also ended up on the $50 note, which is in just ahead, whereas now he's putting 50 bucks. Now, David Unipon, he came from the Lower Murray region in South Australia, and by 1924, he became the first Aboriginal author published in Australia. What do you know about that, Jason? Well, he had been writing articles uh, on Aboriginal life and culture and uh, myths and legends, traditions as well, and... Uh, he had been writing short articles, uh, some of which for a, a newspaper in Sydney and, uh, and other magazines. And so uh, he was encouraged to uh, put things together in a, a book, and uh, he actually had that book published. But tragically, it took many years to 
right this wrong. But uh, tragically, the the book was for for many years uh, officially put under someone else's name, uh, the the, uh, the name of a uh, non-indigenous academic. Um, but he's only been um, credited for the work in recent years, and that was. Funnily enough, that seemed to be a springboard um, having that book published and the articles in the newspapers on Aboriginal life. Um, that also seemed to be a, um, a springboard into adding uh, everyday life of Aboriginal Australians, uh, stories um, of how they, they lived and managed their lives into his preaching when he would go around uh, to, to churches and, uh, and rural towns. Now, he was an evangelist, and he was also the son of an evangelist. And from what I can glean, he was actually a great storyteller. So uh, an ability to illustrate stories, and he applied that to illustrating Bible stories. Well, that's one thing that fascinated me and and has actually encouraged me as a scripture teacher, is that it's one thing to, to say hypothetical events or it's one thing to, uh, to to talk about vague, abstract things, but apparently David Jonathan, part of the fascination of listening to him preaching um, was that he would say in very uh, detailed um, uh, uh, events that uh, the, the nuts and bolts, the, the daily life of Australian Aboriginals, um, that remember, you've got to remember these people were, um, were neighbours with non-Indigenous Australians and yet um, they kept apart from each other, sometimes because of government regulation, sadly, but other times just through maybe naivety. They just um, weren't communicating with each other. David Unipan comes along and he starts telling people um, about uh, the, either traditions or just the daily life activities of Aboriginal Australia. And he said that, oh, that reminds me of a story in the Bible. So that would... Uh, go on to uh, to be incorporated into his preaching. You say he made a lot of friends and a few enemies too, and you tell the story around being arrested for vagrancy on the streets of Adelaide, and uh, an interesting reason why he was arrested. Well, I I, I had to uh, go and ask my parents um, about what vagrancy actually was. Uh, it's it's again something in our dim dark past, and then I. Also went to the internet and uh, and read some tragic stories. I mean, the man was um, he was well loved and well respected by some even politicians and uh, and uh, public uh, uh, people who were well known in public, you might say, uh, as previously mentioned. But uh, one day, a, a police officer in Adelaide uh, obviously didn't recognise David and arrested him. And on the the sheet, on the arrest sheet, it said that he was uh, that he'd never met an Aboriginal man in a suit. And uh, so, when you were arrested for vagrancy, apparently this could be because you were uh, even the, we're talking one hundred years ago now. You could have been arrested uh, for uh, for dealing with uh, prostitutes uh, or people who were drunk and disorderly on the street or even uh, communicating with Aborigines. And that's actually in was in the law of the time. And so a police officer was suspicious of an Aboriginal man in, an, in a suit. 
I mean, it's it, it's absurd when you think of it today. Um, but that was the level of suspicion and um, uh, uh, confusing times that they were. Well, David Unipon, whose face is featured on the $50 note, he died in February 1967, and incidentally, that's the same year that over 90% of Australians voted to change our federal constitution to, among other things, give Indigenous people rights as full Australian citizens, and he was an advocate for Aboriginal welfare. Hey, this is the 150th year since David Unipon's birth. Uh, I know that you've been trying to scout down whether there's any official uh, commemoration or celebration of his life and uh, if there's not too much going on, what what are your thoughts about who you might contact to see if you can get that recognised? Oh, well, I guess we'd just have to go to the Aboriginal Affairs Minister, um, Mr Wyatt, but, uh, to begin with. But uh, any, uh, uh, if you have ind- Indigenous uh, politicians in, in your region uh, or just even your local members, I'd just say um, that uh, this fellow's life has been greatly looked, uh, looked over uh, in our, our history, it's amazing that he even made it onto the fifty dollar note. But but the narrative that we we have today um, with um, with Christians in our society, um, this man just to me blows everything out of the water. Um, he he just doesn't fit the narrative of what some people want to think about Christians. He he was an indigenous activist. He was also uh, an activist for poorer white Australians. Um, he was the author. He was the inventor, uh, and he was uh, all for Christians. Um, he was a praised man uh, who bore his soul and preached the gospel to whomever, wherever. And I think if if some church or some politician doesn't stand up and say we should have some sort of memorial for, for David Unipon on the 150th anniversary of his birthday, I just think there's something wrong. <laughs> well, Jason, thanks so much for drawing attention to this significant year as 150 years since the birth of a great Australian, David Unipon. You can see his face on the face of the $50 note. And Jason, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts and your heart with us today. Jason Ayres, an itinerant preacher, a scripture teacher, a listener to 2020, thought he'd let us know that this is a significant year and here is a significant Australian, Indigenous Australian, David Unipon. Jason Ayres, thanks so much for giving us your thoughts today on 2020. Thank you very much for your time and space, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.